Welcome to the Victory Center's podcast, where we here at Victory Center uh, believe that God wants us to have a victorious life. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope that you're blessed by the word. God bless you. Lord, today we ask God that you that you inhabit our presence, God. Lord, that you be here with us, Heavenly Father. Lord, speak to us like never before, God. God, pray that you open our ears, God. Open our eyes, God, that we may hear and see what you're doing in our lives, Heavenly Father. Lord, make this word alive today, God. I pray, God, that you sit me down and you stand up, God. Heavenly Father, Lord, today is the day of miracles in our life, God. And we declare that you are working it out, God, right now on our behalf, God. We declare you are a good, good father. You are one who will never fail, God. You are such a good father that we don't have to worry about tomorrow what we're going to eat, what we're going to have, God. You are a God who's a provider, God. You're not just salvation, God, but you're a God who puts the smile back on our face, God. You're the God that makes us do the impossible, God. And today we declare you are God alone, God. And we say thank you, God. We say thank you for everything. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. You may be seated in the presence of God this morning. Good morning. It is such a good morning. And if you don't believe it is, the fact that you are alive and breathing, the fact that you are here this morning is a blessing. Somebody said, how much of a blessing is it that I'm here this morning? Well, I'll tell you this, that home churches make up only a small percentage of people who will be in church today. And the truth of the matter is there's only, there's only a small percentage of all the people on the earth who will be in church this morning. And then for you to be in home church takes a whole another stretch. So you are a blessing this morning. So thank you for being here. Those who are watching us via Facebook, thank you for tuning in. And I pray that God speak to you this morning. I seen him move. He moved the mountains. I don't know about you, but I seen God move. And he's moved some mountains in my life. And the fact that I've seen him move those mountains, I know that he's going to do it again. So if you will, turn in your Bibles to John chapter 9. I'm excited about this word this morning. John chapter 9, we're going to read verse 1 down to verse 7. And my Baptist roots are coming out. I'm not going to hold you long this morning. That's a shame when a Baptist preacher says he's not going to hold you long. That means you, you might want to get some chewing gum. It's going to be a long one. Amen. The book of John chapter 9 verse 1. And when you have it, say amen. The amens have it. Amen. I'm some strong lungs. <laughs> Thank God for the children. Verse 1 reads as follows As he went along, He saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned? This man or his parents 
that he was born blind. Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus. But this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. As long as it is day, we must do the work of him who sent me. Night is coming and no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. After saying this, he spit on the ground, made some mud with the saliva, and put it on the man's eyes. Go, he told him, wash in the pool of Shalom, which means sin. So the man went and washed and came home seeing. Amen to the reading of God's word this morning. I want to use for I want to use for a subject or a text. <laughs> How do you see it? How do you see it? It seems like God's been giving us some questions over the past couple weeks. Last week spoke a message that simply said, "Do you have the time?" This week God is asking us how do we see it? We find here in the book of John that Jesus has come along and it's a very important part right there in chapter 9 in the first line it says as he went along he saw a man blind from birth. I simply want to remind you today that wherever you are Whatever you're doing, whatever's hurting you, whatever ailment you may have, whatever situations going on in your life, be it happy or sad, be it up or down, that Jesus sees you. Yeah. <laughs> it's unique that, that Jesus was coming along and he saw the man who was blind. That just reminds me to just tell you that whatever you're going through, Jesus sees you talk about it a little bit this morning Jesus can see you are you in sin he can see that and the fact of the matter is you don't have to be ashamed because he knows where you are he, he knows that we're all sinful creatures you're not talking to somebody who's exempt from the sinful nature um, it only is the grace of God that purifies me and it's up dying daily to my sin and being raised daily in Jesus. If you're in sin, he can see you. Are you in pain? Mm -hmm. He can see you. Even if you carry a smile on your face and no matter where you go, you never show it. If you're in pain, Jesus can see the you that's in pain. Mm -hmm. I know, maybe it's Maybe it's some stuff that you bottled up and you put away. Maybe it's some, some feelings that have been hurt long ago. Maybe the person who hurts you is close to you, lives in the same town, maybe the same home. Maybe you work with that person. But if you're in pain, Jesus can see you. Are you lonely? Jesus can see you. It's funny. Some of the most lonely people in the world 
always have people surrounding them. Yeah. I used to tell people all the time, because I, I used to preach on, on an aircraft carrier that you're surrounded by 6,000 people on this ship, but you can still be alone. Yeah. There's not much personal space on an aircraft carrier with 6,000 people, but you can still be alone. You can be in a house full of people. You can be in a job full of coworkers. You can be in a family that is large and still be alone. Yeah. And you think nobody sees you, but Jesus, he sees you. Yeah, he does. Are you overwhelmed? Mm. Now, I don't want to step on any toes, but most of us walk through our lives and, and we have a sense of overwhelmment. We, it, it, it may be the finances. It may be the relationship. It, it may be the children. Somebody give me an amen. amen. Are you overwhelmed today? Jesus sees you. He, he knows what you're going through. I'm simply telling you and simply letting you know that Jesus knows you. He, he sees you. Yeah, I'm messing up over here. <laughs> Heavenly Father, God, I pray that you have your way today, God. Yes, Don't let the electronics rule today, God. And we got it back. Today I just want to talk to you about two people. Just two types of people today. And obviously, the enemy doesn't want you to hear this this morning, but God wants to deliver us from some things this morning. I just want to talk to you about two types of people. That first person is the blind. Those who have outward problems and you're exposed. Somebody's saying in their mind, like, yep, I'm not a part of the blind. That's not me. Mm -hmm. On the outside, I look good. I just want to let you know, keep living. <laughs> if that's not you, the blind situation will come knocking at your door. Teenagers, keep living. It's going to happen to you. You're going to find yourself in a blind season in your life where your problems are exposed to the world. Somebody said, preacher, give me some examples. Health problems. Yeah. Some people who have disabilities. <clears throat> exposed. People can see you not doing well. People can see outward disabilities. The blind. Betrayed, divorced, people can see those things. They, they can watch you go through those situations in, in the blind season of your life. Hurt, depressed, people know you. As much as we try to put on a facade or a face, but there's some people who know us when we walk in the room. If there's something wrong with us, they can tell you're exposed. You're blind. They can see your problems. It's showing all over you. Yeah. <laughs> Bad attitude, yeah. short fused. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Blind season. Yeah. Hurting people hurt people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
What are we talking about today, preacher? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just letting you know that there's two types of people today. There's, there's the people who are hurting and you can see it. There's the people who have situations going on in their life that you can see it. And on that, on that other side, that there's, there's the people struggling with money problems and financials, and that's, that's embarrassing. That's they're exposed. Everybody's talking about it in circles and, and, and nobody seemed to want to help, but you're exposed. This is just a short list of many things that can have you exposed in your life. I don't know about you, but I've had seasons of my life where I've been exposed and I found out that the people who I call friends weren't really friends. It's funny that, you know, when a couple is together, they have friends. When the couple splits up, they got people who don't want to talk to either side. They got people who treat them like they have the plague. That when you are in your blind season, people tend to not see you. Just want to remind you that Jesus sees you even yes. in Amen. the blind season. Amen. <laughs> the word tells us that Jesus was coming and he saw the blind man. No matter where you are today, no matter what you're going through, you may be exposed, but Jesus still sees you. Yes. He knows exactly where you are, and the truth of the matter is, there is a plan for your life. Amen. That the blind is only a season, and we know that seasons come to pass. They don't come to stay. Amen. I'm so glad this morning that God let me go through my seasons. He didn't let me stay in my seasons. Preacher, you said two types of people. Well, let's talk about this one. The disciple. Walking with Jesus. And because of that relationship, they feel perfect. Or feel better. <laughs> I'm going to step on some good Christian toes today. <laughs> Because God stepped on mine. So just get ready. Put some steel toe boots on. Get some <laughs> tissues out. But do you know anybody who's saved? They love God, but they got a problem loving people. Amen. You know anybody who's judgmental, but they are walking with Jesus. <laughs> you know anybody who's walking with Jesus, but they attempt to set the standard for Jesus. You know anybody who is walking with Jesus, but they feel like they're a different grade of person because they're saved. They feel like they are some anointed being because God has forgiven them, that they've come to the knowledge of God. But the truth of the matter is they're no better than the blind. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's a problem with, with most of the disciples. Because they're with Jesus, they think that everybody else's problems is because of their actions. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I've been convicted in my own life that God speaks to us through situations and people. Yes. If this hasn't been you, hey, I may be the only one in the room, but this has been me. Yeah. It's been me. I'm, I'm able to say that I've, I've looked at people and I've seen them in the blind season of their life and said, why are they there? What did they do? Was it their parents? Was it them? Was their situation? What did they do, God? Why is that happening to them? All the while forgetting what God has brought me out of. Yeah. <laughs> you see, the disciples were, they were many strange men 
who Jesus along the way picked up. Yeah. They, they weren't saints. They weren't pre-prepared. They were just regular blind people too. Yes, that God has picked up and carried along with them. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know about you, but I'm so ready for a generation. I'm so ready for a group of Christians who can remember where God has brought them from yeah. so they can see instead of being blind. Oh, yeah. I'm ready for a group of people who can quit acting so holy and yeah. so judgmental and start remembering the yeah. pools of mess that God pulled them out of. Yeah. You see, most disciples, they pick on the blind. They pick on the exposed. But God is saying to you today that he wants you to see it in a different way. I hope it's making it plain to you today. God told me to ask you, how do you see yourself? And how do you see people? If you look at yourself and, and, and you see where God has, what he has done for you and where he's brought you from. And although you're not perfect, you, you know that he's washed you and cleansed you. And you have access to his forgiveness and to his power and that he's working things out for you. If you can declare that God has a plan for your life and a devil in hell can't stop it. If you know that you're the head and not the tail and you can see that for yourself. How do you see others? talking about today preacher his disciples asked him rabbi Hussein, this man and his parents that he was born blind neither this man nor his parents sinned jesus said jesus but this happened so that the works of god may be may be displayed in him Amen. what are we talking about simply wanting to open your eyes today to the fact that we often look at people and we sum them up on their situation. Yes. We often look at the same people that God created and we think that they're less because of where they are. But that's not the way God wants you to see it. Your situation is not based on your actions. I'm going to say that again. Your situation is not based on your actions. And somebody, I know they're sitting there scratching their head. Well, I worked hard and that's why I'm here. I, I did the right things. That's why I'm blessed. I pay my tithes. That's why my finances are in order. I just want to remind you that your situation is not based on your actions. It's that God has a perfect plan for your life. And if you think that it won't rain on you as it rains on the unjust, then you're highly mistaken. Your situation is not based on your actions. We don't serve a pay-and-go God. <laughs> we serve a God who has a master plan for your life. And that plan is for your life to bring him glory. The question this morning is, will you allow yourself to be used? Will you allow yourself to go through the seasons of life to give God the glory? Oh, Somebody said, preacher, you're making, it, you're making it too confusing for me. I back it up a little bit. You mean that what I do does not reflect on what I have? The way I act doesn't make me a Christian? No, you're a Christian because God saved you. Yeah. Not because of anything you did. Yeah. <laughs> if you're blessed, it's because God blessed you. Mm -hmm. Don't spend time trying to bless yourself. Yes, you must do the right thing. Yes, you must follow God's commands. 
But remember, your actions are not, they don't determine your situation. Mm-hmm. A couple examples here. God will use your life for his glory. Yes, he will. Non-smokers get cancer. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. We seem to associate cancer with smoking. Mostly lung cancer. But we seem to associate cancer with something the person has done to get there. Yeah. I don't know about you, but this is just a phenomenon that if you get cancer, the people be like, well, well, how was they living? What was they eating? What was the diet like? Mm-hmm. Are you a smoker? What did you do? Mm-hmm. But how many of you know non-smokers are getting cancer every day? Mm-hmm. Lung cancer, throat cancer. Mm-hmm. Your actions don't determine your situation. Mm-hmm. There's some people right now who are, are going through chemotherapy and they don't even know why. I didn't do anything wrong. I live, I eat clean. I live a good life. But God wants to use yes, your yeah, situation yeah, right. for his glory. Yes. Yes. Let him use it. Billionaires go bankrupt. <laughs> There's this myth out there that if you have a billion dollars, a multi-billionaire, that you also don't have worries. You don't have trouble. You don't have pain. But... How many of you know that money doesn't solve all problems in life? No. <laughs> There's more billionaires going bankrupt than regular people. Yeah. And the, the funny thing about it is, is that your situation is not based on your actions. You can be the greatest businessman and you can lose it all. Mm-hmm. But uh, my wife ain't going to like this one. No, but I <laughs> Vegans have heart attacks. <laughs> your situation is not based on your actions. <laughs> you can try to eat vegetables all day long, but if it is for you to get sick, you can't control it. If it is for something to happen to you so other people can watch you go through something for God's glory, there ain't no stopping it. We, we think that our actions can save us from trouble. We think our actions can save us from situations, but that's not always the case. Somebody say, well, preacher, sometimes you do the right thing, right things happen. That's true. Mm-hmm. Save your money, you be blessed. That, that's true. <clears throat> but <laughs> I love it because God, he has a wild card out there. We plan, God laughs. You can eat clean all your life and walk out and get hit by a dump truck. (laughs) You can smoke cigarettes and live to be 100. And you can do everything and fall dead at 22. What you do does not determine your situation. I just want to make it plain for you this morning. For all my parents out there, I just want to remind you. Yes, they do. See students become presidents. Amen. We push them. We prime them. We, we do everything to make them the A student because we associate A with success. We associate A with the best. But that doesn't always come outright. There's a lot of A students out there who are homeless. There's a, a lot of A students out there who are strung out. There's a lot of people who have cracked under all those years of pressure. I'm just reminding you that the situation and the actions sometimes don't line. Oh, preacher, when you going through this? Just want to remind you today. It's how you see it. It's how 
you see it. God told me to make this to you plain. It's probably not the most popular sermon, but I just want to relay it to you real easy because when I got it, it kind of blew my mind. Can you find the hidden tiger in this picture? Can you find the hidden tiger in this picture? I'm a little older, so my eyes take a minute to fixate. But we're going somewhere with this. Can you see the hidden tiger? I'll post this on Facebook for those who are watching like I can't even see the picture. <laughs> but can you see the hidden tiger? Everybody got a good look? I'll see it in just a second. <laughs> Anybody see the hidden tiger? You see it? Oh, now you see the tiger. The hidden tiger. Anybody see it? Oh, the the hidden tiger. <laughs> Sometimes we look at situations and we don't see them for what they are. Sometimes we're looking for something and we think that it's supposed to be one way, but it's not. <laughs> it, 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 was the tiger hidden? It was the hidden tiger. We do this so often, just like the disciples who looked at the blind man and they immediately saw there had to be some sin here. When Jesus told them that there was no sin, that he was made like that for God's purpose, probably blew their mind. I just want to relate that to sometimes we look at people, non-believers, we look at people struggling, people going through divorces, we look at people who have been raped or cheated on and we think, well, how'd that happen to you? What are you doing? People who are sick and we immediately go to judgment mm -hmm. because that's the way we see it. Yeah. We're looking for another animal when God's using words. We're looking for a cause when the true cause is God. We're looking for the fire. We're looking for the smoke and gun, but God wants us to only see his true purpose, his true forgiveness. I don't know about you, but there's a lot of people who I've passed over or I've looked over only because they didn't act like me or only because they didn't behave well or they didn't, were sick or they were broken. And how many times we've been at a stoplight and seen a guy there with a sign and passed immediate judgment. Even when we give money, we pass immediate judgment. But we're not looking with the eyes that Jesus wants us to look with. It's a simple message this morning. How do you see it? Your situation, your trial, your challenge. How do you see it? Jesus saw this blind man, and this blind man was set up. He was born blind to be there as a vessel for God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let me just talk about it for a minute. Just realize he was born blind, mm -hmm. purposed to be there when Jesus arrived yeah. so Jesus can work a miracle so that others could see it. Yes, Lord. Wow. 
We look at our own lives and we look at struggles and we don't see it that way. And you were born to go through whatever you're going through so that other people can watch Jesus work a miracle in your life. <laughs> Somebody ought to get kind of excited about that because Jesus is on the way in your life. I don't know where you're at. I don't know what you're dealing with. I don't know what has a hold of you. But think about it. When he comes to do that miracle, how many people are watching? How many people know? How many people know you're exposed? How many people see you as that blind man sitting there? But when Jesus comes along, he's going to change everything. The hidden tiger this morning. I got three points and I'm going to leave you alone today. Point number one, if you really want to see the way God wants you to see, Ask God to reveal his truth in every situation. It's a simple prayer. We are so in love with the way we think, with the way we process information, that we don't even entertain the way God operates. You think about it. When I first looked at that picture, I looked for the tiger <laughs> a long time. A long, and then it, it dawned on me, I could Google this. Can Google, I can Google the answer. I looked for a long time to find this tiger. I went to every little branch, every little piece. I'm going to find, and I was looking for the animal. Never once crossed my mind to look for the words. Many times in our situations, we're just looking for the solution. We're not looking for the miracle. I'm going to say that again. Many times in our Situations. We're just looking for the solution to our pain. We're looking for the solution to our money, the solution to our relationship. We're looking for the fix, but there's a miracle there that we can't see. <laughs> I, I, I just want you to know that God's going to use your life. You got to get comfortable with knowing that there's going to be some unexpected that are coming. Yeah. There's going to be some things that are going to happen, that you're going to have to ask God to reveal to you. Well, what's going on here? God, why did you put this person in my life? God, why am I struggling with this? What's the truth in this situation? Number two, God's going to use everything you are and everything you have been through. I know. It's not popular to be blemished. It's not popular to have scars. It's not popular to have shed tears. It's not popular to have been hurt, to be broken. But God's going to use everything that you are, every experience you've had, every mistake, every win, every success, every failure. It makes up who you are. Yeah. And everything that you've been through, God wants to turn that in to glory for him. He wants to show the world who he is through your life. You don't believe it? If you're blessed, highly favored, a promised people, God's going to use that. He is. If you're broken, busted, and lonely, God's going to use that too. And here's the truth. He'll use every victory, every failure, every mm -hmm. sickness, and every healing. Yeah. He's going to use it all. Yeah. So if you want to see the way God sees, if you want to see things in a different perspective and really not just 
see people and judge them, but really see how God sees them, you got to know that he's going to use everything. Yeah. Got to ask him to show you the truth. And then you got to know he's going to use everything. There are no mistakes in God. Mm-hmm. It's all a part of his purpose. Lord Jesus. Number three. Your miracle requires your obedience. No matter what God asks you for. I'm going to stay here just a minute because I just want you to understand that in this particular situation, Jesus saw the blind man. The disciples asked, why is he blind? Jesus told them, He's blind to bring glory. He's blind so that somebody can get to know Jesus. He's blind so that somebody may come to know the power of God. Yes, Lord. But the blind man's miracle required his obedience. What are you talking about, preacher? The Bible tells us that Jesus approached this blind man. Just go with me, if you will. He walks up to this blind man and he spits on the ground and makes mud. That's that's kind of some of out there, right? That's 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 not normal, right? Like somebody come and spit on the ground and make some mud today, you're like, Well, are you okay? What can I call somebody? Can I get you some help? The actions that Jesus took were radical, even yeah. Even back then, like, what are you doing? What, what, what's happening? And some of you may be sitting there right now, like, what is Jesus doing in my life? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's happening. Or why, oh, this, this is weird. Like, I, I should have a plan by now. I should have it set by now. I should have all the answers, and all I see is mud. In my life, it's just what's going on with the mud, Jesus. What's happening with the mud? Why we keep fighting? Why I keep issues with the kids? Why haven't these orders popped up? Why don't I have security in my finances? Jesus, what's happening in my life? The truth is, your miracle requires your obedience, no matter what God asks you for. Some of us are a little too pretty to be uncomfortable. <laughs> we're, we're a little too holy to be uncomfortable we're a little too righteous to be uncomfortable for God are you willing to do the uncomfortable thing for God yeah. you think the blind man sitting there and, and Jesus is, is mixing up mud you know he, he, you know, he had a couple options he could have got up out there he, he could have left he could have started questioning Jesus what are you doing his obedience and we, we often, when things start going strange, we often start looking for our own solutions, but yeah. he's steadfast. He stayed. He, yeah. he, he wrote it out. He, and as God's speaking to some of us today, just hold on. Yes, yes. I'm, I am in the waiting. Hold on. Yes. I am in the miracle. Hold on. Yes. There's going to be something that's going to come out of this. And, yes. and I know you're uncomfortable. I know you're uneasy. Mm-hmm. I know that there's issues, but yes. God. If God's making the bud pie, I'm going to hang out. If, if God is in control, I'm going to hang out. I know you're laughing. I know you're joking. You probably put it on Twitter. But hey, I'm going to hang out for the mud pie because Jesus is making the mud. 
I, I'm, I don't care about getting a little uncomfortable for the things that God has asked me to do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Will you be ashamed of the mud? Really? <laughs> Just walk with me a little bit. Ashamed of the mud. See, see, some of us we don't we don't mind being uncomfortable as long as it ain't on us. Like man, it's a hot mess. Jesus, like whoa. But when it becomes personal. Uh, when it's on your eyes, when 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 your situation is exposed and and you're like and Jesus put you in a situation where everybody can see your mess and yeah. now you got mud on your eyes, you blind and you got mud, like you really got problems right now. <laughs> Could you imagine what people are saying about them? Could you imagine what people are saying about you when God gives you a dream? Yeah. Can you imagine what people are thinking about you when you're going through your go through? Yeah. Can you imagine how they're talking about you? When God is working his way through your life yes, yes. and you're uncomfortable and there's mud on your face, I'm sure many people were laughing at him on his way to the pool. I'm sure as Jesus was, was putting it on his eyes, the disciples were sitting there like, man, that's, he just spit like, wow. You can imagine. You can just think about it. You got mud on your face, man. You could have just said, be, you know, have your sight right. like he's done in the past. Yeah. He put a mud pie on your face. <laughs> just think about it. How many of us in our lives today have a mud pie on our face? Mm. It's real. It's real. How many of us have something that we know people are talking about us for? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. All of y'all are sitting right here in a home church. Mm. Your fellow Christians are probably like, man, what are you doing? <laughs> you have mud pile on your face because you're not sitting in a church building this morning. You're sitting in somebody's house getting the word of God. And they're probably like, I don't know what that's about. What is that about? They're probably making fun of you as you tell them about it. But guess what? The miracle is in the obedience. <laughs> The miracle's in the uncomfortable. The miracle is in the mud. The miracle is in the go-through. Yeah. So I speak to you this morning, no matter what you're dealing with, sickness, depression, shame, hard times, that God is in the mix of the uncomfortableness. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be ashamed of the mud. The miracle is in the glory. He had to make a spectacle of you so the glory can happen. Because the best miracles come out of the worst situations. <laughs> the best deliverance comes out of the worst addictions. The best forgiveness comes out of the worst pain. I'm just talking to you just a little bit that the best God comes out of your life when you are obedient to him. If you really want to see the way God sees, you got to be able to go through it. Hmm. Man, to be used by Jesus. It all boils down to this. You can live your whole life and not be open to be used by Jesus. I just want your salvation. I don't want to be used. I just want a nice, easy Christian life. Don't, don't put me out there, God. I don't want to. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Don't. Just to be used by Jesus. Think about it. You were created to be used by him. What an honor it is to be used by God. The question is, are you open to be used by God today? Now, preacher, what are you saying? I'm going to leave you with this. There are times when God wants to use you 
in someone else's life. It may not be pretty or comfortable, but they need to see Jesus. Not about you. Everything you have, everything God's given you, He wants to use it all for His purpose. Don't get it twisted. The main thing is still the main thing. God's going to bless you. He's going to do things you never thought He could do, but it's going to require your obedience. It's going to require you to ask Him to see through the fog. It's going to require you to know that you're going to be put out there for God. I don't know about you, but this is not an easy message to hear that, that you're going to be used by God and it's going to be uncomfortable. But you can do all things through God who gives you strength. <laughs> that that, that scripture is not just for getting a new job or, or getting a car or, or winning a race or being good at something. That scripture is just not for the things that we want, but it's also for the things that God's created us to be. I'm the head and not the tail. That scripture is also for the things that God's going to put us through. And if you've been through some things and you wondered why you were a little bitter, just know that it's for God's glory. Yeah. You went through it to help somebody else. You went through it so he can get the glory out of it. Today, if you're struggling with knowing that this is the truth, that you must see people differently and situations differently, if you want to have a heart of God this morning, I just ask that you close your eyes as we pray this morning. That God give us the strength to go through it. I know it's not popular. It's not the feel-good thing. But God, just give us the strength to stand. When the storms of life are raging, we know that you are in control of the storm. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you, God, because you are able to do anything. Yes. Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray that this word penetrates the heart of your people, God. Help us to be better at being examples for you, God. Help us to stop looking at people and their situations and judging them, God. Help us to quit walking with you and not walking with your people, God. Soften our hearts through people's situation, God, because they may not have done anything, God, but you sent us there to be the blessing that they need, God. Heavenly Father, Lord, help us to be better husbands, better wives, better parents, God, better people, better fathers and mothers, God. Help us, God, to know, God, that you've created us and everything that you've given us is to be used to show your love, God. Help us to show your love to the world, God, unstopping, God. Help us to pour out everything that you've given us, God. Help us to see differently, God. From this day forth, God, we pray that this word is alive and real in our lives. Don't let us go back to who we used to be, God. Don't let us be the same old disciples, God. Set us on fire for you, God, that we really change the way that we treat people, the way we see people, God, because we have the time and we see it the way you see it, God. Walk with us, talk with us, and be with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. Our prayer is that this word blesses you. Subscribe to our podcast and like us on Facebook and Instagram.